The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all of this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are set in your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their crosses and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for this life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Good morning, lovely humans here at St. Paul. Would you join me in an opening prayer at the start of this sermon today? Let's pray. Oh God, we open ourselves up to you and find refuge in your presence. Strengthen us through our vulnerabilities and uphold us in your love. Amen. In today's gospel reading, Jesus shares the foretelling of his suffering and challenges his disciples to confront this uncomfortable reality of his ministry. He calls the disciples, take up your cross, which is both inspiring and pretty troubling urging us to disrupt the systems that surround our world for the sake of Christ and for the gospel. And something I love about our gospel text today is that it illuminates both who Jesus is as the divine son of God here on earth and as a human who experienced the same sorts of things we do in our day-to-day -day lives. So first, on the divine end of things, Jesus proclaims a sacred reality about his life in our text today. He will fulfill the prophecies of old. He will suffer, and yet his suffering and death will lead to new life, fulfilling these messianic prophecies passed down from generations in his Jewish faith. And then, on the other end, on the more human side of things, this text really showcases Jesus taking quite a vulnerable position among his friends. Because Jesus opens himself up to the disciples, sharing with them 
openly and candidly about his own suffering and the future that he sees coming his way intricately linked into his ministry. It's very human that Jesus opens himself up and takes that stance among his disciples and friends. And as we read in the text, Peter reacts to Jesus being vulnerable in an also very quintessentially human manner. In that Peter just wants to try to fix the problem right away. Confronted with Jesus' own vulnerability, the acknowledgement of his suffering and soon-to-be death, Peter tries to say, Jesus, can you just forget about that for a little bit? He rebukes Jesus for speaking so openly about his own suffering. And like I said, even as we read Jesus say in this text, Peter, your mind is on human things, not divine things. Peter's reaction is so very human. This tendency we have to shy away from discomfort and hastily resolve what could be a problem, like your teacher announcing, I am going to suffer and die. Peter's reaction mirrors many of our own reluctance to embrace vulnerability. And so what does Jesus do in return? He rebukes Peter right back. He doesn't tolerate Peter attempting to get him to be quiet. When he hears Peter try silencing him, Jesus calls Satan out of Peter. This intense reaction underscores the importance of Jesus' own message to his disciples. It also underscores how Peter failed to respect what Jesus ultimately shared out of an openness and trust in his disciples. Through this exchange, we learn the significance of heeding Jesus' open message seriously. And in many ways, I hear this story as one that encourages us to embrace our own vulnerabilities. When Jesus asks us to take up our crosses, to take a risk, I hear Jesus calling us into a similar openness that Jesus models for his disciples. And yet so often, when we as people attempt to be open, honest, and vulnerable, we risk the very same thing Jesus risked. We risk someone trying to fix what we're going through, trying to minimize or completely erase the complicated feelings that you might be having. So often when someone shares their own vulnerable and open truths, be it their pain, anxiety, boundaries, or worries, it's common to respond with platitudes like, you'll be okay. It'll all work out in the end. It's all in your head. It's not that big a deal. And while well-intentioned, such responses often go to diminish what someone is experiencing. And far too often, our own honest expressions of suffering and vulnerability are met with dismissal, which only perpetuates harm and can often also lead to conflict within our relationships. And so, Jesus' response to Peter's dismissal serves as a 
poignant reminder of our collective call to bear witness to one another's truths, to embrace vulnerability, and to walk alongside each other through suffering. We learn from Jesus the importance of honoring someone's vulnerability. When someone shares their pain, it is imperative that we listen with empathy, affirming their experiences, and acknowledging their part in the body of Christ, where when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. Our gospel reading reminds us that Jesus calls us into vulnerability and not away from it. We're called to bear witness to each other and walk alongside each other through life's challenges. Through the gospel, vulnerability becomes something that is far from a weakness. It becomes a strength, holding us in Christ's love and enabling us to be open about who we are and what we need. And in our world today, I can think of many groups of people and different cultural moments that remind me of the power of vulnerability and the importance of honoring each other's vulnerable truths. For me, in my own personal life, if you know me, uh, you know how much I love music, you know how much I love jazz music, and if you've ever asked me, like, Katie, what's some of your favorite musicians? The first one I'll say is the artist Nina Simone. And if you're familiar with Nina Simone, she's very well known for her songs, Feeling Good, and the song I Put a Spell on You, and just all her music, you should go listen to it. She's a very powerful voice. And one reason, besides that powerful voice, that I grew up to love Nina Simone so much is that she never shied away from her authentic self in her music. In fact, she used her music as a way to share the struggle of her own life and the collective struggle of black people throughout the 1960s. Often, the music industry did not respect her vulnerable choice to write music in this way and would try to shut her down. She was often told that she would not make it as a popular musician if she kept talking about the issues that mattered to her. But she continued to use her music as a way to speak out. Simone's song serves as anthems for the civil rights movement as she fearlessly confronted oppressive systems in her art. And throughout her career, her as a musician collaborated with prominent civil rights activists like MLK Jr. and Malcolm X, using her platform to amplify their messages and support their causes. Simone's music was characterized by its raw emotion that captured the pain, anger, and resilience of black Americans while also challenging audiences to confront the realities of racial injustice. And you know, many people responded to Nina Simone the way Peter responds to Jesus in our text today. They would try to ban her music from radio stations, shrink her platforms, and silence her more nuanced message. Despite facing personal and professional obstacles, Simone remains steadfast in her commitment to her art. Her music continues to resonate with audiences around the world. And one of my favorite quotes from Nina Simone that connects her to this authenticity she possessed is her quote in which she states, I choose to live as a reflection of my truth. 
And not only is that her truth, but she also spoke for the needs of her community. And Nina Simone's legacy, both as an artist and activist, continued to endure, reminding us of the importance of vulnerably and authentically using our voices to be of service to one another and to stand in solidarity with those who are suffering. As a community here at St. Paul, we honor vulnerability and support one another in our struggles. Jesus reminds us of the need to honor and support each other as we take risks, as we share our vulnerable truths and confront suffering. Let us resist the temptation to silence those who speak boldly and share their vulnerabilities, whether it be stories of harm they've experienced, discrimination, illness, anxiety, anxiety, grief, or fear. In bearing the cross as Jesus calls us, we commit ourselves to humility and empathy. At St. Paul, we aspire to understand people as they are, taking them seriously and not boxing them in. Jesus serves as a reminder to honor each other and support each other in community. So, as we navigate the complexities of our world, the grief, the confusion, the uncertainty, we heed Christ's call to embrace vulnerability, to bear witness to one another's suffering, and to cultivate a community grounded in empathy, justice, and love. In Christ, our vulnerabilities are not signs of weakness, but of the transformative power of the gospel. Inspired by Christ's example, our journeys in community together begin with a willingness to confront discomfort and to embrace vulnerability. We walk alongside one another filled with humility and with God's grace, bearing witness to each other's truths. Amen.